hello. We're back. Ruby's back. Hi. What's up, Ruby? Um, not much. How's it going? Good. Uh, Glad to be back. Ruby's back, and we should probably open up our podcast talking about aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's, Ruby. that's why I'm here, so we can talk about talk about the aliens. Um, so? Yeah, well, the thing is, is like... Whether or not there's, I feel like the alien discourse happens like every few, every like five or so years, like the government kind of like teases us with alien talk. And, you know, personally, like, I think it'd be really cool if there were and we could like find out more about them. And like, yeah, like if they're here, like, I want to know, like, come hang out with me, you know, like, I just think it's, I think it's kind of exciting and interesting if there are aliens. But like the thing now is like, the conspiracy has reversed to where everyone's like, there aren't aliens. The government's just like up to something, which is probably more true. You know, I think that the the UFO talk kind of comes up every once in a while for a reason. You know, like, yeah. I also think the military does have technology that they don't, you know, they don't want people to know about. And even like different branches of the military aren't, or like different like levels of, <laughs> you know, the Navy or the Air Force or whatever don't necessarily know what other parts of, you know, they're compartmentalized in a way to keep everyone from knowing what's going on to sort of protect, um, like, the secret, you know? And so it's, like, it seems obviously that, like, UFO sightings are probably often just, like, different aircrafts that, you know, the government doesn't want to admit to having or or whatever. I mean, remember, like, the weather balloon situation, like... (laughs) That seems like it was probably our own, you know, some kind of military craft that, like, they just don't want us to, they don't, you know, they want to blame it on something else so that people aren't really aware that that we have this technology or we have these certain whatevers. But, like, the idea that there would actually be aliens is way cooler and more interesting. So, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's way more fun, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, like, I think I've been going back and forth a lot with aliens mm-hmm. because I've been like, I read this whole thing about Carl Jung believing that, like, UFOs are kind of just like a collective manifestation of, like, the desire to have a higher power to intervene. Right. You know, like, they say that, like, a lot of UFO experiences and all that kind of uptick during like times of war or like when there's a lot of unrest in the world. So it was like his thought or belief that like these, these beings or the, the UFOs are kind of just a manifestation of that. Like for us wanting like a higher God to intervene. And this is just like our version of God now or how God manifests. So You know, I always go back and forth with that because I feel like nobody's ever had, like... Oh, it's sort of like a chicken or egg thing, right? Like, either either this uptick is happening during changes of times of war or, like, political change, either because, like, there's... Like, it's either the government doing these things and and we are not going to be privy to it till later, or is it, like, a manifestation that we're creating because of this unrest and this, like sort of uh 
you know, these questions that we have that can't, aren't being answered, right? Like, which, which way does it go? Well, I mean, like, also, like, I mean, like, also, like, if, if they're, if they're more advanced than us, then they have to be able to, like, have a way to communicate with us, I think. I don't know, like, people always go back to, like, the thought of, like, you know, do we communicate with ants? You know, like in terms of like our technology and stuff like that, it's like, do you really care about an ant in a sense? Like, does the average human being like worry about the day and life of an ant? Not really. I mean, yeah, you really only are concerned with them when they're like up in your house and like, there's tons of them. Yeah. So I I think (laughs) like maybe they don't even give a shit. Like why do the aliens give a shit about us? Well, how do we know that ants are lesser beings? I'm not saying they are, but (laughs) sorry. No, Um, I'm not saying they are, but like, I think in our day to day, we're so wrapped up in our process. Like we don't really, you know, I don't know. I'm weird. Like Like, I would their concern be with us and except, I mean, except maybe to, I mean, maybe they feel a certain responsibility, I guess, because they are more evolved, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like the other day I was thinking like, why, uh, like, why haven't we manifested like a global like disclosure where they just fucking come down in spaceships, you know, like what is, what is holding us back from that? Like, Because I was thinking in terms of, like, even manifestation, like, why, why haven't we manifest that as, like, a society, you know? Like, as a a species or whatever, like, why haven't we collectively decided, like, most of us believe in aliens, most of us believe that there's life out there beyond us, and, like, why haven't we, well, I mean, I think, like, it's to me it's probably like if if there is going to be like a mass like disclosure or you know uh, some event where the aliens come here and like reveal themselves like there's going to be a specific time and a reason for that or it also could be like sort of um you know like the idea that because we don't we've never seen it before. We don't know how to recognize it, you know, like maybe they are here and they are among us, but like most of us aren't open enough, like, because it's, it's something our consciousness has never been aware of, you know, so we can't recognize it. Like, sort of like, yeah, if you've never seen, you know, a a ship and a ship arrives suddenly, like, (laughs) like when, I don't know, when the Americas were discovered, like, I feel like the, at least I've heard that saying about how the native people like couldn't really see the ships or did you know didn't recognize like didn't see it at all until all of a sudden like people were there you know because they could recognize other people but they'd never seen a ship or whatever I don't know if that's true because it's like no, they I mean it makes have sense boats and stuff but like you know it, I there's like it it seems like it would be an illusion you know like people when you see something that you don't understand you can often like write it off as like your brain wants to match it to something that makes sense and so you're like oh well that was just you know 
uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like that was just, yeah. oh, that was, you know, that was, those were just like some weird stars or, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think your brain wants to make a, dif- a different connection because it doesn't, it wants to li- like be logical and reasonable about it. And yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, you know. Well, it's also like the thing of like in the Bible when they say chariots, you know, like the Bible, they use the word chariots, but maybe it was a spaceship, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe it's like their interpretation. Also, I remember there was like this study they did with rats and they only exposed the rats to like vertical uh, lines or something and they couldn't see depth. And it like changed their whole way of like viewing the reality. And they would put them in these, uh, I forget, I don't know the whole study, so I'm going to butcher it, but look, look into the rats only seeing vertical lines. And it's all about like how just by raising them in these boxes that only had vertical lines, they weren't able to see like certain things in their reality, but right, it's like I the same that. idea, you know, it's the right. same idea. If you've only seen, if you only exist in like the 2D and everything around you is the 2D, then you're not seeing, you can't, you know, it's, it's not that simple to like switch and just suddenly like, oh, I'm in a 3D world where there's, you know, yeah, there's depth and dimension and like to things that I've never seen before. I'm sure you can't, you know, so potentially like what we're talking about here is like, okay, the aliens exist in like the 5d or whatever and like we're not we're we're like two dimensions away from that right like i don't know so how could we necessarily like i feel like cats see it see into the 5d you know like you ever see cats just like just like zone out on something and you're like what the fuck are you looking in that corner for you know like what are you (laughs) doing (laughs) or like they they start like chasing something that's not there or meowing and something that's not there and it was like at least i can't see it but i think that they probably do see into like a different dimension um i also think they disappear into different dimensions because that's just my like theory about them from having a cat like i swear like every once in a while my cat just disappears for like a couple of days and then like reappears out of nowhere and like how she's like my cat is like the kind of cat like she does not miss a meal <laughs> and so if she like is hiding somewhere and doesn't eat for two days, I'm like, what the fuck? Like my cat's gone, you know? And I've freaked out before. But then what I've learned is like, she, sometimes she just like appears like out of nowhere. <laughs> I couldn't tell you where she was at, but it's like, why did she skip three meals? Like, that's not yeah. like her. She doesn't do that. So um, I have to assume that she's gone into a different dimension. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the only logical. Uh... It's the only logical thing. It's the only possibility. Your cat's an alien. My cat is <laughs> no. I really think this though because I everyone I know like that happens to. You. I mean I don't know. Maybe you have a cat and they don't disappear for days at a time. But like my cat doesn't uh, go outside they do. either. My cat doesn't yeah. go outside, so it's not like she would just like be outside somewhere. She's like an indoor cat. So if, where could she possibly go? You know where's she going? She's on the moon. Like she's definitely on the yeah. moon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, just saying. I, um. Yeah, but, like, even if you think about aliens, too, it's, like, look at the similarities with God. Like, people claim to have experiences or they feel connected to them or, you know, they receive healing from them or whatever. But nobody's, like, 
you know, people still don't understand, like, believe fully in God, you know, or accept that there, there's an existence of God. Because you know, they like haven't seen a, it yet and they don't know how to, like, look for it, you know? Yeah, that's well, that's the similarities, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I believe there's a God and so, like, why wouldn't I believe that there are... I mean, and, you know, alien, the word aliens, like, it could mean a lot of different things. We could be talking about you know, angels or, you know, demigods or something like that, you know, uh, other types of spirits or whatever. But I guess the, yeah, I guess like, (laughs) you know, I just, I don't think it's probably like little green men from space. Like that's probably not what it is exactly. And, You know, the other thing is, like, I think it's kind of a tease to, like, have these big, like, government hearings and use weird language, like, biologics. Like, that's not a word or, like, it is a word, but it's never been, that's a weird way to use it. And it just seems like such a, like, scripted, weird, like, theatrical kind of show. So it makes me want to, like especially when they start introducing like new kind of language or phrases around stuff like this. It's like, I just feel like it's like a, it's a show, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, not to it, say that there's not anything like interdimensional or, you know, other biological life that doesn't exist here in the, the world as we know it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. No, I think it's like a wild card, you know, it's like, you throw Let's this, just throw these... something at you you don't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah, but, like, even think about it. Like, think about, say, like, they were preparing to have, like, a war with somebody or something like that. And then all of a sudden, these other countries are like, oh, they have alien technology? Like, like are we prepared for a war with them? Like, do we know what's coming? Like, you know, it kind of, like, just creates this, like, unknown, you know, power in a sense, because you don't know their capabilities, like, say... Yeah, like, the Cold War, kind of, like, that's kind of the whole, uh, like, (laughs) the whole premise of that is, like, yeah, like, we don't... Everybody has nuclear weapons, we don't really know, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, we don't, we don't want to, like, start a nuclear war, but we're gonna, like, be sort of in this weird, like, technological race i don't know um yeah but i mean don't like most don't most like ufo and alien sightings happen in the u.s like you do i mean how often i mean i know that i've heard of like ufos and aliens and stuff in like brazil maybe like that's i know i've heard like stories about that but I'm trying to think of, like, other places that have, like... It's mostly first world countries. Yeah. You know, I mean... Like Western countries. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think... That's interesting to me. It is. Because... <laughs> like, why is that? Like, that's that's kind of the thing. Because that... cause I think that goes back to even what Jung said. Because it's, like, these like our version of God kind of changes with our access to like technology and, and knowledge. So it's like it, it, the alien, the angel description doesn't fit anymore. It's like, 
it's an alien now because it's it's technology it's like the technological version of god yeah. and then yeah. aliens fit that mm-hmm. yeah you know? so like these these um say third world countries who probably like still don't have advanced technology don't have computers on like a collective scale still probably have experiences with like animal spirits or you know angels or like like our know, yeah our spiritual like equivalent you know like yeah. the like the their version of god but now we've advanced so much that we just assume like like god is like this technological being that's more advanced technologically and what manifests better than like I mean, even looking at a gray time travel and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, look at the basic, like, I would say the most common concept of an alien is like the little gray beings Mm -hmm. who are kind of like, what is God to us? I think in a technological standpoint, it's kind of like this neutral kind of observing, you know, like not really sure if they're good or bad. Um, this like that's the energy of to me like what a gray being feels like which is very similar to probably most people's versions of god of like this like not really warm but not necessarily bad kind of this like observer who's just watching us sort of the um like agnostic view of god yeah well they would yeah there's like maybe there is maybe there isn't but if if there is like it's not, they're not like involved in, in, you know, <laughs> making, uh, I mean, the Christian view of God is very much not like that. Like the, you know, like the, like Christians really do believe that God has a plan and God is involved in our lives. And you can ask God, you know, to, <laughs> you know, watch over you. You can ask God for protection. You can, um, ask God to, to, you you know, you can pray to God for whatever. And, and, you know, he may intervene or he may not, but it's, you know, all according to his plan. So yeah. I guess that's where I would like, I mean, I, I would say like most, most Americans like probably don't subscribe to that version of God anymore. Like, like that's kind of um, like the interventionist God isn't really as, like popular as maybe it once was but like i i don't know i I think most people think like oh we might have you know we have a creator or whatever but like they're probably not um (laughs) they probably don't have opinions on whether or not like we should do this or that um (laughs) and they're probably not like tinkering around with our everyday lives they're more of like a, a neutral observer um but I don't know how I feel about that because I kind of disagree. Like, I don't really, I do think God is. Um, well, I think. You know, uh, I, got, I think there's God in everything. And so therefore, like, you can find God in your everyday life. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But it's funny. I was watching, um, I don't know. I saw this clip somewhere. I don't know if it was on, like, Ancient Aliens. And mm-hmm. it talked about, like, uh, Gerald Ford. Like, there was this yeah. group. um I mean, I'm sure people who are into alien stuff know of like it's called the Majestic Twelve, and it was okay. kind of like it was kind of like this group that was like kind of responsible for like 
looking into aliens for the government, but it was like this secret group supposedly, but it's also tied to like Project Bluebeam, if you're aware of that stuff. Project Bluebeam was like the idea of like faking an alien invasion through like kind of holograms in the sky. I don't know, it's this whole thing. But anyway, Majestic 12 supposedly had contacts with aliens and stuff like that, and they met with, I think, Gerald Ford, the president, and it's, kind of... I just Googled it, and I think it was formed by an executive order by Harry Truman, who, he's the same guy who, like, dropped the atomic bomb. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah. That was around the time that Roswell happened. Oh, maybe that's why it was originally formed. The concept of the Majestic 12 emerged during a period. Wait, why does it? Yes. Okay. The concept or wait, hold on. Let me. The organization is claimed to be a code name for a secret committee that supposedly was created by Harry Truman. And then like people became aware of it, started to referring to it as the majestic 12 sometime in the eighties um, when UFOologists um, believed there had been a cover-up of the Roswell incident, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm not going to read the whole Wikipedia page to you guys, but, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Like it, it's, it sounds like there's both a theory that like this was formed around the time to like investigate the Roswell thing and also maybe to cover it up or to perhaps fake the Roswell thing. (laughs) Um, Like in the first place, I don't know. Yeah. But well, it could be any of the above. (laughs) What was interesting was supposedly uh, Gerald Ford, like interviewed one of these guys or they came forward and spoke to him. Okay. uh, And they talked about like, after Gerald Ford talked to this gentleman or whatever, he just started like was crying and all this stuff. And it was like this, his whole like life changed after that. And supposedly like they told him that originally aliens kind of like seated us here and that they created all the modern religions, all the religions actually. And kind of to like usher us and like protect us and kind of make us follow these rules. You know, so I was thinking about this a lot and it made me think of like, I don't know if you're a fan of The Simpsons, but I used to love The Simpsons when I was a kid, especially like the horror one. Right. And there was this famous one where I don't know if you're familiar with The Simpsons, but Lisa Simpson, she like loses a tooth. Right. Okay. And and she puts this tooth in like a jar. And what happens is, like, the bacteria that's in there starts to become, like, aware. And they, like, build, like, a city in this tooth, right? I know it sounds crazy where I'm going, but... And what, hap- and what happens eventually is the, tech, the, the civilization gets so advanced in her tooth that they, <laughs> that they zap her down and make her, like, the god or the king or the queen of the whole civilization. And that came to my head when I was thinking about the Majestic 12. And I was thinking, like, what if all the ancient civilizations that were super advanced were, like, actually the real aliens, and we were God, and, mm-hmm. they, and they figured out a way 
could trap us in our physical body and bring us down here. And now they're ruling over us as aliens and we're in, stuck in the physical form. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that The Simpsons kind of um, explained something like that and <laughs> like told us something we, you know, yeah, like predicted something like that. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't understand. So like you're saying the ancient civilizations were like not humans separate. From yeah. Humans. Right. And then somehow they what, like they stuck us here and they left and went somewhere else. Yeah. Like they had a techno. Well, I think like, I don't know. I was thinking like going back, I always go to like everything in your reality is like a reflection of self. Right. right. So I was thinking like, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people that like aliens are us or we're all God, everybody, the first thing everybody always says is like, you know, what about like the reptilians or like, what about like the reptilians don't make sense because like if, if every, all these alien races are evolved, like why is there an evil one? That doesn't make sense. Well, me. because there's an evil... Like, I think people just have a hard time, like, um, accepting that there's, you know, um, like, a dark or a shadow side. They think, like, oh, well, if it's, if it's all just coming from our brains, like, why would we create something bad, well, you know? Well, because like, I, I think, like, all right, us, like, me and you, right? Over many lifetimes, or even through our lifetime, I would imagine, like, even on some terms, like, we're always evolving a little bit. You know, obviously, some people, it might be more apparent than others. But I think even anybody, like, I think life and experience forces you to evolve. Do you think so? Of course, yes. Like, even the lowest of the low, if you want to call it, I'm not judging them. I'm saying, like, like even my father, I grew up with my father. He was a tough man. He was very angry. Like, even in his old age, I could see the difference that, like, kind of life experience kind of helped him, like, see himself better. Even of course. If, yeah. I think to some, yeah. So, like, why, like, how could an alien race, if there is one like, you know, not evolve, you know, or well, even, like, even like the 1% elite, right? Like, even if they're like the most egotistical, like even somebody like Donald Trump or Jeff Bezos, like these people who are like just super ego. People like, who trying... you, like you hear referred to as like reptilians or lizard people yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like even those people have to evolve. And a lot of people disagree with me they think there's like a separate group or a separate entity so i always thought like if that's true like how could that be you know well hmm i mean here's what here's what i'll say like there's there's sort of a pseudo like psychology kind of um 
I don't know, it's not like a theory, but it's something that people talk about. I don't know how like true it is, but there's this idea of like the reptilian brain, which is sort of like your survival uh, instinct, like the, it's the thing that like reacts to threats, right? The fight or flight kind of fight or flight or freeze sort of thing. And a lot of times your reptilian brain perceives threats where there aren't any, especially like, you know, say you're, you know, fighting with your husband or something and you're just like, like losing your shit, you know, like saying the nastiest, like doing the doing the most and being like the worst version of yourself and it's like out of this like sort of perceived threat that maybe you don't realize i don't know but they call it the reptilian brain i'm not sure whose idea this is and i don't know how like scientific it is but i think it it's just it's one of those terms that sort of explains like you know even at our deep you know (laughs) even as evolved as we are as humans we still have this sort of like deeply rooted like uh animalistic sort of survival instinct and it's 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 reactive it's not it's not like contemplative or anything like that it's like it's the thing that's just going to react out of fear um and i don't know what what my point is but except maybe like those people the idea react. that there's like there would be like a reptilian race of like aliens or whatever like or a, sort of an evil um you know <laughs> alien species it it would be like a reflection of who we a part of us right like yeah, yeah. there's a part of us that evolved from that or or a something that evolved from us out of that um and you know if if, a- if there is like a reptilian race in power then what have we done to allow that to happen you know like what are we doing how have we evolved to need that or or allow that to go on i don't know but i i feel like you're i i would agree with you that like yeah we probably <laughs> even even the even the like lowest species evolve to some degree, you know, if, I don't know if you can rank species like that, but I guess that's what we're talking about. Like we would assume that aliens are like higher beings, but maybe they're really not. Maybe they're well, just, you know, <laughs> just another kind of being. Well, you know, it's like, I was thinking about it too. Like even to tie back to what you said about like not being able to see them because of like where we are. You know, like, maybe, like, even these elevated dimensions, like, you know, it's like, it's like you're in the human computer operating system. Like, Ruby is operating through, like, a computer as a human, right? So maybe if you... Or whatever. Yeah, so, like, you're you're ruby's expression as a human right so maybe like if you go to higher dimensions and you like are expressing ruby through like maybe just the higher dimensions are like a better computer but you're still ruby expressing through like the fifth dimension so maybe like you know like and your limitations as a human 
kind of express a certain way when you're operating as a human. But maybe mm -hmm. if you're expressing Ruby in the fifth dimension, like there's another form of limitation. It's just like a different way of expressing it. Yeah, like I, the, the same consciousness is there. It's just the the physical reality is like either different or, you know, experienced differently. And like one consciousness can't necessarily, like the lower consciousness can't necessarily access the higher like dimension consciousness. Well, yeah. And I'm also saying like maybe like we're unaware of like what the limitations are in the fifth dimension, you know, like, like you're yeah, not, yeah oh just like what like what exactly is the fucking fifth dimension like what no but i'm just saying like maybe it's like the same thing with aliens like these beings are expressing in different dimensions but like we're not aware of their limitations because we can't even comprehend them you know like maybe they aren't perfect or like this highly evolved being like maybe there's other issues that manifest in those realities or like higher dimensions that like aren't comprehensible to us i think they're definitely not um like at least not right now i mean i i think that's the thing it's like maybe maybe there are like weird anomalies where something shows up out of out of context or whatever and maybe people have witnessed things like aliens or whatever but that's like it seems like more of a glitch than like <laughs> does that make sense like like yeah, we're probably I, not meant we probably aren't really capable of being consciously aware of whatever else is out there um because it's like we're not that's not the plane of reality that we're on you know yeah well we're not we're also like even in those higher dimensions you're not god you're not like full awareness so there has to be some form of like limitation even for these alien species i would imagine i mean yeah well yes there would be and they probably like yeah like like they can't i mean like maybe they can have access two lower dimensions but can't necessarily make contact or something is that what you mean like well it's just like all different things like maybe there's just limitations with everything i don't know maybe like see like even if if you think of terms of like your frequency and like your energy it's like i would imagine like even for me like when i'm around people who are like higher frequency or lower frequency and that's not like a judgment i'm just saying like when i go to like a workshop and everybody there is kind of working on themselves and like trying to heal their issues and like is working for spiritual growth or spiritual development like you naturally feel like you're in a higher frequency yeah you know so like but if you're you know like i work underground in the tunnels with new york city sandhogs and everybody's like probably high on something it's naturally like probably a lower frequency you know and you feel the difference so like i think even these energies like somebody some energy that's like 
naturally at like say a fifth dimensional frequency just them being in your presence or w working with you raises your frequency so maybe there's something to like you know developing yourself or like kind of you know letting somebody evolve by themselves instead of like influencing them you know, right well that's sort of the same thing as like the the idea of like awakening or whatever like you know somebody who is like awakened to the idea of god and and connected to god and is living their life in alignment with that is probably not going to be able to like convince someone who you know like you you can't like you can't convince someone who's not aware of that or not like living in that headspace that God exists and that there's a different, you know, there's like a better way of living their life or whatever, you know? And there's also an argument to be said that there's um, institutions and, you know, uh, systems that exist in, in this world that are meant to keep people from, um being more awake in in the yeah. spiritual sense like i don't mean like woke or whatever i mean like i don't and i don't even mean like not trusting the government or or any, anything like that I, I mean more like you know people who are actually like living <laughs> in as much alignment as they can with like whatever their idea with god as of god is you know like there's i think there's an argument to be said that there's it's not in the best interest of our social systems and our institutions to like have people be um yeah like awake spiritually awakened and yeah well i mean like it, it it takes your power away a lot of these systems take your power away it's like right you know, exactly like, like if you have your own connection to god do you need the church and then if you have the realization that like you create your reality or you're in control of your reality, do you need all these systems? You know, like if you know that you create your reality, it like kind of empowers you. And then if you're empowered, it's, you know, you realize that like you can find your own way without relying on church or the government, um, healthcare system. You know, it's like if you could heal yourself, do you have to go buy this prescription? You know, like. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying. And but that's the to, to talk about the aliens, like if that's, <laughs> you know, then why would we listen to what the government's narrative about the aliens is, you know, like it it doesn't make sense for you the shouldn't. government to be the one like holding the knowledge or uh under whatever like yeah the understanding of whatever the existence of aliens and ufos means like they <laughs> to to look to the government for information about that is is to definitely like limit your your personal understanding or yeah whatever <laughs> well, like, first off like who wants to talk to aliens who hang out with the government anyway well it's not that i don't know that it's that they hang out with the government i was thinking about this because it's like i i don't i think it's just like 
yeah i don't i don't think that they're not, i don't think that there's aliens like making contact and like working with the government or anything i think it's like the government's just like putting on this show about it and and kind of controlling whatever the the messages are out that are out there you know um on the subject rather than like you know what i mean like i just don't think it makes sense for like suddenly like the government's going to like they're not telling for one they're not really telling us much of anything so it's like either they don't know they don't really know or they're like (laughs) they don't want us to know they don't want us to know the truth about it and like the only way to find the real truth is to like figure it out for yourself like whatever you believe about it is probably what's going to come up in your reality you know like I don't, I mean, I'm not saying just by like believing in aliens, you can suddenly see them. Like, I don't, I don't think consciousness like works like that. Just like, I mean, I believe in ghosts. I've never seen one. I've never really had anything paranormal happen to me like that. Um, But I mean, I believe that stuff exists. I just don't, I mean, I'm not probably like that tapped into the frequency of like that dimension or whatever the fuck like i mean i know you talk well, to said but, like, but like yeah. do, you know it that didn't come from just being like oh i believe in this it took like work and effort to like learn how to connect right like yeah i mean i don't know like i think i've always been attracted to it so i think an aspect of me like was open to it where i think some people kind of naturally fear it yeah like they may yeah. believe in it but like they I mean, I think a lot of people's belief systems tell them, like, don't fuck with that stuff, you know, like their religion or their whatever their beliefs are like they don't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who go around thinking like any kind of, uh, you know, like Ouija yeah. boards or whatever, like you're opening a fucking portal to hell demons and hell and whatever and and you shouldn't fuck with that and it's like of course if that's what you believe that's probably what's going to happen um but you gotta think too it's like there's your your body has systems that like you smell a certain smell like like gas or something you like your body i think our body naturally like kind of knows that i think it's built into us like oh, something smells bad. Like, even if you think of it in terms of, like, cavemen, you know, like, I think there's an aspect of us that, like, has has these, like, subtle systems that, like, whether you smell something that's funky, you know, it might be a rotting corpse, like, don't eat it, you know, like, cavemen. <laughs> yeah, you smell like or, gas in your house. It's like, okay, you need to, like, go check that out, you know? <laughs> yeah, or, but even, like, say you're walking in a cave and, like, you know, you sense, like, an energy. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a spirit. Like, maybe there's a system within us that, like, kind of lets us know unconsciously that, like, something's here, you know? So I oh, think yeah, that... it definitely is. Think about, like, you know, I mean. Or, like, yeah, something's watching you, this. you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think, like, we automatically assume the connection of, like, fear and, like, that awareness, you know? So, like, even when it comes to spirit, like, oh, you're in, like, a dark room and you get, like, a chill and you're, like, automatically it's something bad. Like, it's not necessarily something bad, but automatically, like, 
your first initial reaction to the average person is probably like, oh my God, there's a demon or something. Like it's yeah, well, it's like... un- whatever is unknown, I think we we fear because it's like it's a, it's unknown, it's unpredictable, and we're you know uh, we're instinctually we want to protect ourselves and keep keep ourselves safe. So I think it makes sense for us to fear like things that we don't know or understand. And so for most people, it probably, they're probably not super, you know, they're not super open to connecting to spirits or even, you know, anything like in that realm, um, just because like the, the, the instinct is to fear it because we don't understand it. We don't know what's going to happen. And I think you have to probably like work through that in order to, connect yeah and like I, just don't think, don't... I don't think we're really there yet i don't think we're really there like con within our collective consciousness in a place where we can connect to like aliens or and other beings you know like we just don't know how to interpret that like our yeah. brains aren't there we're just not you know i mean well, there, why... there are definitely people who like claim to connect to like this or that alien race like the i don't know the what are they called like the palladians palladians or those like yeah those what there's so many of of them like people love to like claim that they're they're you know evolved from like the palladians and they're whatever whatever and i just i don't know that (laughs) anytime anybody's talking about stuff like that i like i'm like rolling my eyes like okay what the fuck do you know but I mean, it's not to say it's not real, but kind of don't think it's mostly real when people are saying things like that. I think it's just one of those like sort of uh, like narcissistic sort of weird egotistical like thing that people want to believe that they're somehow special or <laughs> than everybody yeah. else. Um, yeah. Well, anytime anybody tells me they're like a star seed, I think of that. um the meme where the guy's like, are you sure about that? Oh, yeah. No, we made a meme like that. Yeah, That's no, like, but I think of it every time. Like, are you sure about, sure about that? Sure about sure? that? Yeah. Um, exactly. Because it's like, how do you how do you know? Like, and Well, that's and the thing. It's, it's like, not it's like, like provable. If one person is, then we all are, right? Because we're all the same. We're all one. Like, the, whether or not, like, you're, however awakened you may be, it doesn't really matter, like, whatever we've evolved from or you know we're all ultimately connected in like yeah you know in the grand scheme of things we're no matter what it is whether it's an ant or an alien like we're all (laughs) whatever exists we're all connected um so it just doesn't I, i don't buy that some people are this or that and other people aren't like we're all a little bit reptilian. We're all probably a little bit, you know, star seed or whatever the fuck. Well, like, yeah, all, I, th- I think it's like what you. We're all a little bit with. monkey or whatever, you know. Like I don't know. Well, even like I was thinking about, I was kind of arguing with somebody about past lives the other day, because I was saying like I don't think, I think every past life is our past life, and I think really what past lives are is us just like matching a frequency of like a previous existence you know like and i think what it is is like if you 
um, go back and like have a past life and you like heal some aspect of some past life, I think it's like you're healing yourself in a way because you match that frequency of that past life and it kind of heals that frequency, you know? Does that make sense? Kind of. I mean, I, I guess I think we're all like, we're all connected to our history, like as, as humans, like whatever the human civilization has done, it's, it's, yeah, it's, we have like a collective like past. Um, so in a way those are like our past lives, whether or not, like, I have a hard time thinking of it as like, oh, in a past life, I was a Viking or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> what, what, what do you resonate with? Well, like, I guess you, I, I don't know. you felt pulled to like a time period or like a culture, like, what do you feel like you resonate with? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know because like, I don't, I've never like, I've never tried to do a past life regression with any, anybody. I've never like really gone there. I, I'm not really a, I don't know how much good that that does or, or what that's for. But I, I mean, I do think that like, you know, I mean, we, we know that, um, you know, like your DNA changes. So like the, the traumas and the experiences of your ancestors like changed changed like evolved and changed your dna like even from your parents or your grandparents or going back forever like your dna has evolved based on the experiences of you know the people who came before you so that's kind of the way i think of it like yeah like whatever has happened <laughs> you know, in, in history, um, it still like lives on within us and is a part of, you know, who, who we are today. I think of it more like collectively than like individually, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, I don't know, like I, <laughs> I haven't ever gone back like super far, you know, like I have an ancestor who is like, um, a famous poet <laughs> you know so it's like i'm sure that there's something in in my family's like whatever like dna like my you know my dad is also writes poetry so it is like other people in my family so it's like i don't know there's some things like that i think can can happen but like i don't <laughs> i don't know like i don't i don't see it like oh you know in a past life i was a milkmaid or you don't, or a you don't feel pulled or... to anything like specifically like not really i don't i mean i guess i've never really thought of it like and What's it's the hard first to... thing that comes to your head i mean i i think that there's some there's you know i think that there's probably like something about me that is like a healer or like a medicine woman or something along those yeah. lines like some kind of like I can see myself being like a I don't know some kind of like um elder wise person or or healer yeah. type of something like that because um that's always something that's come naturally to me like connecting with people reading people like um kind of being able to see people's wounds and and 
and you know people have always opened up to me really easily and and you know like strangers will tell me like deep life stories and I'll just like I'll connect with like random strangers um just you know that I've worked with or whatever and so I think that there's something about me that like gives off a frequency that I'm like you know open to that and I'm not judgmental and I'm um yeah like I'm somebody who you can like go to for like advice or guidance or whatever um and like you know even people you know I don't know I think people need to open up and talk about things and a lot of times people don't they may not feel comfortable like talking to like their family or the people in their lives but like sometimes a random stranger is the person they need to be able to like open up to and you know that's the person who can tell them like you know to invalidate that or guide them on you know how to deal with that you know I I don't know that there's like a specific like culture thing I could name that I feel like oh I was this in a past life but I do think there's something there that like (laughs) I you know I don't know but I feel like I feel like I saw when I asked for you I just saw like the French Revolution (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting i don't even think there's any like french like in my family but i, I don't know i saw, <laughs> I saw like a big white a... wig and i saw okay. like maria antoinette or is that french revolution or no i'm probably wrong i think you're right i, saw, I mean like, I... this like i feel like i could see you there too you know like the I most know. i know about the french revolution is from the movie marie or not the french revolution the most i know about marie antoinette is the movie which is like not a good example um because i don't really it doesn't really go into that much of like um you know whatever but i don't know i mean yeah you could be right but i don't like who would i have been in that time period you know i don't i don't connect to like aristocracy or anything like that's not something really that- i feel like i could see you like just like I feel like they just like chilled and like had parties and like you know were just Oh, like, I definitely rich. vibe with like chilling and and being kind yeah, of like, like indulgent and <laughs> um you know yeah, socializing I, I feel like and having they just fun. had like orgies and stuff. <laughs> I I don't know about that. I mean maybe, but <laughs> but like that's not what comes to my mind. I I guess like for me it's more like I've always had this like ability to like connect with people and like read them and and you know whatever people refer to as an empath or whatever I think I'm just like a pretty sensitive person and and that like that's something like people connect to and I I don't know but um but yeah I don't know I guess I guess I could totally see myself like just like you know eating cheese and drinking yeah, like wine some, and some young man <laughs> just like feeding you grapes or something yeah i mean that's like i'm definitely down for that lifestyle if, <laughs> if i could go back in time like that Maybe doesn't sound like a bad choice i don't know that i'd like the clothing i feel like th- there was a lot of yeah. like, like that doesn't too sound hot cool. yeah too hot like i don't like wigs you know like <laughs> like that just seems like sweaty you know and i yeah <laughs> imagine having to wear a long wig all day like and you just want to like, like corsets and like weird like hoop skirt things i don't know they're like not down yeah, like, <laughs> like all the petticoats and things like i'm not interested i'm like probably off about the 
clothing of that time period, but it does seem like there were a lot of layers involved and like that's Yeah, how do you weigh in that? <laughs> yeah, like how do you have an orgy when you have to take off like 16 layers of clothing? Like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it seems exhausting. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I feel like a toga is more fitting for like an orgy. Yeah, togas work. And I think that's like true about the Greeks is they were very like uh, <laughs> sexually free or something. I mean, at least that's open. what I've heard. Yeah, like, yeah, flowy, open. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think your past life is? If, if, yeah, if we're talking about that, like, what do you what do you connect to? I don't know. I always had dreams when I was younger. I used to have dreams of like being a samurai. Interesting. Um, like, this is going to sound so weird, but I was like a little kid. There was two recurring dreams I would always have. And they're probably going to be such a delve into my psyche is I would be like a lone samurai. It wasn't me, though. It was like I was Japanese and I would just it would be like me and there would be like hundreds of people coming at me in like this wooded forest. And I would just like the whole dream was just me like killing everybody. And um, it used to like and then like it, it became such a reoccurring dream that if I was like a kid, like, you know, eight years old and I couldn't fall asleep at night, I would just visualize myself as the samurai and I would just fall asleep. Huh. That's interesting. That reminds me of an episode of, um, or like a segment on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries where there was like a guy who had recurring nightmares about being in a submarine and like drowning. Um, and it turns out that like, I guess there was a specific um, like incident during world war two or, or something maybe world war one I, I don't know but it was like <clears throat> he was able to like connect this experience to or these dreams in the context of them and like the, i guess he knew the guy's name somehow i don't know whatever <laughs> i can't remember yeah. but it, it was like it turned out that like the dreams he was having were connected to like this actual real person who died on a submarine and he like met with that like the the family members of of the guy who like died and I don't know he he really believes that like in a past life he was this guy who died um like very young in this submarine attack (laughs) I don't know like I I guess like it was very compelling I remember the story being like well it sounds like that was his past life like sounds like he was that guy (laughs) you know and so it's like I I definitely think that that's possible and but also like I don't know. Like, what do you, I mean, this, this, what is the symbolic like thing about being like a lone samurai and having to like kill everyone, like being that kind of warrior? Like what, I mean, do you, do you connect to that? Like in your life now? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I kind of broke out of like the warrior like mindset, but I was definitely obsessed with like that type of, person you know like one of my favorite movies like i love martial arts movie i've done martial arts my whole life like yeah i definitely like um the energy of a fight 
you know, like even just like the push and pull and like the antagonistic nature of being like a warrior. Cause I feel like it's very like, you know, you antagonize yourself to kind of get yourself to like be better or you create this like battle within you. Mm-hmm. You have to you kind know? of fight yourself in order to be able to like, yeah. Like even just day to day, like I get up, Oh, I'm tired. Like, you know, then you like antagonize yourself. No, you got to go for a run. Like you're not lazy. You're not going to be tired. You're, you know, you're not going to make excuses. Right. You know, but I've kind of like softened up on that a lot from like, you know, in my twenties, like I would go to the gym twice a day, you know, like, and just push myself, you know, and I kind of understand what that's about, but like, I don't think it's for me anymore. You know, like I don't need that. Yeah. And maybe you're supposed to be more of like a warrior and like the spiritual sense or the like, well, I like kind of level. Yeah. Like I think the archetype, I like, I, always think of like the king archetype who is like a person who's like able to kind of be whatever he needs to be to be a leader mm-hmm. you know like and if he has to be a warrior he's capable of being a warrior if he's got to be a pacifist he's capable of being a pacifist and it's kind of like i feel like the king is like the evolved warrior archetype because it's like it kind of teaches you balance, you know, and kind of like observing it, something and then like reacting based off of like observance instead of like, I feel like a warrior just like acts. Right. Hmm. But I feel like I also think like the warrior could be like torturous, you know, like. Uh, they don't like, really so, like tortured within himself or both. I mean, I think like I was talking to you a little bit about like pleasure and stuff like that, or like indulgence. It's like when you're in that warrior mindset, you don't really kind of seek pleasure. You know? Yeah. You're kind of one, one track minded. Well, I think like pleasure, it's funny. Cause like part of the reason I think I worked through like, the whole warrior archetype is that like, I think um, you like judge pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're a warrior archetype, it's like, there's always a, when you're a warrior, there's always a battle, whether it's with myself, whether it's with uh, enemy, whether it's with, you know, you're always competitive, you know, it's like, you're always kind of judging yourself for decisions you make, I feel like, because you're always kind of striving to be better at something or like, whatever. So like, if you think about it in that form, in terms of like manifestation, like, what is that energy put out there? You know, Mm -hmm. so like, if if you're a warrior, then there's always going to be a struggle. So that means like, even if you've defeated an enemy, or you've got to your goal there's always going to be like another fight because that's like the warrior is like the projection of what you're putting out there so like sometimes what happens is like even if you conquer like a lot of your issues like issues just start to come because that's what you're putting out there like you need a fight you know so you're always finding a fight so like i felt like you can't really 
move into like full peacefulness if you're in that warrior mindset. You know? Yeah, yeah. It does seem like it's sort of like, it's like the kind of thing that it serves a purpose in some context of your life and then in other ways, like it's something you can, you should like turn on and off, you know? Like, yeah, but it's like if you're. You gotta know when to hold them, when to fold them or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, but like if you're always antagonizing yourself, you're gonna always attract some sort of aspect of an antagonizing experience. Right. And, and that's not like, that's not necessarily like a good way to live life. Like you have to learn to like put that down and enjoy yourself and like, you know, connect with, it seems like kind of a lonely place to be. Like if you're, if you're always at war with yourself, like how can you connect to other people? How can you like really be a good father or husband or whatever, you know, like maybe in this one aspect, like you have to, um, like you have to have that in you, but it can't be like the main or the only, uh, you know, the only, <laughs> like that it's like an archetype, but it, it's like a piece of the whole, right? Like it, it can't be all of who you are. And yeah. I think it's kind of a trap where like people get stuck in like whatever identity like they have, you know, like, you know, I think a lot of people make their whole life like whatever their career is and they really identify as like, you know, being a nurse or being a teacher or being, you know, like Uh, a a cop. A cop, yeah. And it's like... So boring. (laughs) Well, it's just like, it's, I feel like there's a, like it's kind of surface level. It prevents you from going much deeper and like figuring out like who you really are and like what is it about you that like, needs to be this like healer or you know protector or warrior whatever like what is it what is it that's like what are you kind of escaping um by yeah like by by kind of a limp like making everything about you this one this one aspect you know like it yeah, seems it's like kind of like people take themselves so seriously you know? <laughs> yeah uh, why do you think nothing that is? worse than that. What well, why do you think? think that is? Like, I mean, what, what's your kind of angle on it? Um, I mean, I think like, I don't know. I think it just gives them like a sense of purpose, you know, or like, um, you know, like I have, we have a cop. I, I've been doing like some road work and stuff with my job. And we have like a cop who like works with us to like protect us from the, uh, you know, traffic or whatever. And he, he's just like so serious, like just takes himself so seriously. Mm -hmm. And I just try to like make jokes all the time with him and he just like stays like straight and stuff like that. And it's just like, like, how could that be fun? Yeah, like, don't you ever want to break character? <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're playing this character for what? Like, nobody cares, especially nowadays. Like, nobody cares you're a cop. Like, 
<laughs> no one respects you. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of relate to this to an extent. Like, I think, I mean, not not so much anymore, but there was definitely a period of my life where, like, I didn't really know, um, you know, I was still, like, learning about, like, who I am, but I kind of just, like, threw myself into this work as, like, a social worker, and I really kind of, like, I think there were just, like, personal things going on in my life that I didn't really want to attend to, like, uh, my own, like, grief and pain and whatever, and and so rather than, like, <laughs> looking into that, I kind of, like, just took on other people's um, problems and, and yeah. sort of um, bypassed my own by helping other people or trying that's to. So, I, that's so interesting. I just thought of something. Sorry. <laughs> well, the the point is, is like eventually I come to this place where I realize like, you know, it just, I, I had a lot of problems with like the institutions and the systems that I was like dealing in, like the, the government and the um, like mental health care and schools and just like, like just the bureaucracy of everything and realizing like, oh, I'm kind of just like a pawn in the system. Like, I'm just like, like, yeah, I might be helping people individually, but like ultimately I'm upholding these systems that I don't agree with and are actually keeping people down. Like, and, and, you know, put it, you know, I'm putting a bandaid on something that really needs like, there's like a deeper, um, like systemic kind of, issue going on and it's not going to be solved by even you know like it's not gonna be solved by like this level of um of care or whatever like it's like it's a deeper systemic issue that needs to be addressed and the the people that I want to help or the people I think I'm helping like I wasn't really uh, I just started to feel like it, <laughs> there was bigger systems at play that I couldn't do anything about and I sort of realized like I had to question my own like role in that and like it, it just sort of made me it sort of launched me on this whole like sort of self-discovery thing and I've, I've tried different ways of like oh maybe I'll get into politics and like, that'll help change things and it, it was like none of that <laughs> like whatever I was trying to heal I was probably really just trying to heal myself you know I was trying to like yeah but do you think like that's you know? like the 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 seriousness or the taking yourself seriously is like a pushback from like not being validated from other people? Um, I think I found a lot of validation in that work. Like I, it was very but good at it. But that's what I'm saying. Like was, nobody like, validated you before. So like that caused you to I like didn't believe feel... in myself. And there, that was like an area where I got very confident and I found a voice that I don't think I'd ever had before where I would like push back against figures of authority and be a real, like I tried to be a, an advocate for like the kids and the families that I worked with. And I, <clears throat> I did find that like validating, like, Oh, I'm good at this. Like I'm <laughs> like, I can find solutions to things. I'm a problem solver. Like I can, I can stand up to people. I can stand up for other people. Like, who maybe can't and that was validating but I think that was but yeah I think that there's something in me that needed to learn that about myself and like be able to do that for myself rather than like I mean like yeah it's fine to do it for other people there's nothing wrong with that like that's a good thing but um yeah I think that it was really like learning something about myself that like 
I, I need to be able to like find confidence in whatever I'm doing and, and be able to like stand up against like authority and um, stand up for things that I believe in, like in all areas of my life and not just, it doesn't have, you know, it was just like some, it was like an example for me to be able to like see that that's something I need to be able to do in my personal life that I probably had never really done before. Like, I think I had a lot of like self-confidence issues and a lot of like, um, like didn't really believe in myself that, you know, didn't believe that I could like do anything. Like (laughs) I didn't, you know, like what, you know, there's, I think a lot of, I think I was kind of raised to believe that like I was supposed to do certain things with my life and like <clears throat> sort of go down this pretty narrow path. Uh, like the expectations for me were pretty like go to college, get a career, like do this and like be this type of person, be a cog in the machine like <laughs> or whatever, um, you know, have security and, and all whatever. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I, but I think like, it stopped me from being able to believe in myself as like, or connect with the side of me that's like creative or, um, you know, expressive and (laughs) like, you know, like it it kind of limited me in other ways. And I think I found that like, whatever I put my mind to, I can be good at. And I can, I'm still not all the way there. I don't think I still have like a lot of trouble believing in myself, but, um, I do think that experience was like, that's what it taught me was that like, I can, and I'm yeah. actually like, that's good for me to do. It's like healing for me to do that. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you, uh, you said something before to go back to what you said about, um, you know, that you kind of got lost in other people's stories and emotions and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. funny. I remember a time where you told me, I forget what you were talking about exactly, but you said that, like, why is it so easy for me to feel others' emotions and other people's energy, but I can't, um, like, kind of be vulnerable with my own emotions and my own energy. And that, like, I use mediumship to kind of work through my own emotions or like energy reading to work through my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember. Find, yeah, I just find it interesting that you kind of did the same thing. I think a then, lot of people do. I think a lot of and people And then you like... saw it in me. Like it's like you saw the reflection in me. Mhm. I was just taking note. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, like that's a good point though. No, cuz I think, you know, I think whatever you find purpose in, you know, whatever you're doing in your life that gives you purpose and meaning, it's like, I don't know. I think it's, it's often like connected to whatever you're truly like vulnerable about or like what, does that make sense? Like where you find your purpose is often like through your shadow or through your, um, pain or suffering or you know those kinds of experiences so like you know I grew up with like kind of a fucked up family situation and we were very poor and like whatever and so I think it was like easy for me to connect with like other families that were like had that experience um 
and and kids who struggled in school and stuff like that like I (laughs) I was like a very hyperactive ADHD kid and I did struggle a lot in school like behaviorally and it was challenging um I had a lot of teachers who didn't understand me you know especially like in elementary school I think I had a really hard time um and and then yeah I don't know so I think yeah I think there's something about like whatever you know you're insecure about or you the things you struggle with like those are the things that will help you like connect to like your path so whatever you're doing with mediumship there's something um like it is some kind of outlet for your like you know suffering or your experience like the things that you you know the whatever vulnerabilities you may have like there's something about mediumship that is an outlet for that and it's not a bad thing but i i think that maybe it's important to like figure out what that connection is you know what i mean yeah like what I mean, do you i mean do you know like like is it just like I feel like the more I do it, the more I actually see like the commonality amongst people and like how they process their emotions and like kind of what affects them emotionally into like what affects them energetically in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, because like even just working with people clearing stuff, a lot of times it actually every time it goes back to like an issue with a parent, you know, Mm -hmm. like even, even in terms of manifestation, like anytime we, I clear energy blocks with like a client or something like that, it always, after peeling the onion away, it always goes back to like usually one parent that kind of programmed them with like some sort of belief Mm -hmm. or, you know, so it's like, I think the more I do the work, the more I see like kind of how, everybody is really the same mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah and, like, and i mean i think a... you definitely got like programmed by your parents right yeah and no and yeah i think to, everybody like, break that down and i'm sure it still affects you like i know oh yeah, yeah anytime you have to like, deal with your mother like i'm sure it triggers certain things and um like you know i'm sure you still have like blocks and things you have to clear out and i mean i certainly I certainly do. But yeah, I think something about like making those connections with other people and being able to like see the patterns across the board, it like, it allows you to kind of accept that within yourself because you're like, this is everybody. Like this is all of us. We all have fucked up. And we all have like, you know, trauma from our parents that, you know, plays out in our adult life and, and, you always ask that question like well what are you you know why are you why do you think you're attracting this and it's like i think people have kind of a hard time hearing that i i do some i i like roll my eyes a lot of times when you say it just because it's like oh like i don't want (laughs) i don't want to attract this but it's like what you know there's still something in me that has that belief and that's why i attract it you know there's still something in me that like thinks i deserve this or thinks i don't deserve that and like yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know well, I, think, I, I mean think like i've been I, like to to be vulnerable and to accept yourself and and even like your flaws because it's like we all have it and it's not that bad it's actually like well yeah i think like that's the problem too is like people always try to like just push it away 
And I think the real way to like get through it is through it, you know, like feeling it and like acknowledging it, you know, like people want to push away the idea of like they create their reality. But if you accept it, it kind of like empowers you, you know, or like I lately have anytime I get like wrapped up in the matrix or like something happens that kind of like makes me feel like I'm not in control. I've just been saying like in my head, I'm like, I'm God. This is a video game. I could do whatever I want. Like I decide what I want, you know, and just kind of reinforcing the belief that we create our own reality because like when you're wrapped into the matrix and you're feeling it and you're like worried about money or you're worried about a job or you're worried about your whatever, it's like, it's very easy to get stuck in that pattern. It's so and, easy, yeah, to get stuck and, in, like, what you don't have or what your limitations are, like, externally, that it, like, limits your, act, like, your, you know, the power that you have within you. Yeah, so you're God. This is a video game. You could do whatever you want. Does it work? Yeah, I feel like it does. I mean, I don't know. I feel like my life's pretty good. Yeah, it seems it seems like you mostly have uh, like your shit together and and things like move in the direct in the direction that you you know want it to. I think I think a lot of like what you see when people are come. I mean, I think this is probably true. Like when when people come to you and they want um, some kind of healing or, or reading or whatever, you I'm sure you find that people are kind of stuck on an idea. Like they, they're like trying to manifest something specifically and they're like, why isn't this happening? Yeah. And they're like, okay, there's this block here, whatever. But I think oftentimes like we don't really know what it is that we want or need. Like we're, we just get kind of yeah. stuck on this idea. Like, Oh, like I want to manifest like. Yeah. Well, the problem is people are attached to right. like the symbol of something instead of like being attached they should be attached to the emotion of it you know like they're focusing on the biggest problem probably is people are attached to like oh i want more money and it's like they want it this way or they want like i want to win the lottery and that's the only way i'm going to get out of this you know mm -hmm. like instead of just being like you know oh it feels good to have money you know like so like for me this is this is how much of a fat guy I am. My feeling of abundance used to be like me and my wife used to go to like Whole Foods and drop like four hundred dollars on food, mm -hmm. and like and like that was abundance to me because it just felt like you know like I can have whatever food I want, and for me that's like that always felt like that feeling of being like full. And like, yeah, it's a certain security. Yeah. So like, you know, people have this symbol of like a new car or a new house or or a like, man or <laughs> yeah, or, or like a number connected to money. Like, oh, if I have fifty thousand dollars in my checking account, like I'm going to be happy. Like, yeah. Instead of just like, like I have definitely tried to manifest like specific amounts of money. Like that's not doesn't work like. Yeah. That. But instead of like, <laughs> see, like for me something people you know like i think it takes work you know because like if you think about it how much program programming have we experienced in our lifetime right so like think about that way now if you do the opposite to correct it like people don't realize like you have to try to hold that emotion in you you know 
it takes discipline. It takes time, you know, like you have to feel that feeling. So like whatever you feel, you know, if like gratitude is the feeling you want to focus on, you got to hold it and you got to hold it throughout the day and you got to hold it when maybe you're not feeling it right away. You know, like you have to kind of work it in there. You have to mm-hmm. like redirect your thoughts. Like if, if I'm worried, you know, if I'm trying to work through something and then in the mail, I get a bill for something I owe or whatever. It's like, even in those moments, you gotta, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't acknowledge the fear that comes up, but you have to navigate away from it. Like you have to feel it, be aware of it. And then like, even in that moment, you have to feel gratitude. Because you got to think about it, right? If you're telling the universe, you know, I want to have money, right? If you get a bill in the mail and you have money, you don't care. Mm. Right? If you had a million dollars in your bank and you got a bill for a thousand, would you care really? Like, not really. Like, you'd acknowledge it, but you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Because you don't care. You're grateful. You're full of gratitude because you yeah. know. But what happens, I think, like, you know, when I, especially around money. And, like, I, you know, I talk to, like, my friends and stuff about this. And it's, like, it's really easy to, like, spiral. Like, right? Like, you, you have bills you can't pay. You have, like, you know... Yeah, say like you have you have maxed out credit cards, you're short on your rent, you just got paid, but all your money is going to some bills, and how are you gonna get by? Like it's easy to just spiral and like like go down this tunnel of like hopelessness about it. And I'm not saying like you can just escape that through (laughs) through gratitude or 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 trying to make yourself feel like whatever. But I I don't think it's helpful to like focus on all of the things that you don't have or like the the fact of the matter is most of us get get by and and most people are struggling and it's not like you know it's not a sign that you're a bad person that god's not smiting you like i think it's it's a it's like this balance of trying to like accept where things are realistically and also know that it's not the fucking end of the world you know like you're you're going to come out of it it's going to get figured out there's you know knowing when you when when you have to ask for help knowing when you have to kind of surrender to like, this is the deal. Um, you know, like, I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, you have to you have to be able to hold the feeling of, like, um, you know, whatever feeling it is that, that you're hoping to have. Like, what if you're trying to manifest something that'll make you feel, like, a weight's off your shoulders and, like, like there's there's not as much pressure and you, and you feel freer inside, like, trying to hold on to that feeling is is going to help you to get there but i think you know what i tend to do is like kind of have this like downward downward spiral spiral my thoughts just go down this road and and they just keep going and it's almost like intrusive like it's just like i see the the you know pattern of thinking that happens whenever i get stressed out about money or whatever whatever yeah. the thing is like the, the pattern of thinking i go down it's like the same every time and at some point it's like <laughs> but do you think you like that um no i just think it's like a very well-worn path like it's just a very like like 
No, but I if think my like brain's on some... autopilot. Wait, just let me tell you. Yeah. My, brain, yeah, yeah, my brain's yeah. on autopilot and I'm not checking my thoughts. If I'm be- like, it's very easy for me to kind of believe the, th- the thoughts that I have and just keep going with them down the path that like they're used to going, right? And, and <laughs> I mean, like, you know, one thing my, my therapist would always say, like one of his catchphrases was like, you can't believe everything you think. And like, you have to, like, you have to catch those thoughts and like, you know, be like, you know what, I'm <laughs> okay, I hear you, but like, I'm gonna put you over here and like cut you off for a little while because like that's not helpful. And like, it's not like ignoring it, it's not, it's there's a way of acknowledging it without believing it to be true. But I think like, you know, maybe, maybe I enjoy it. I don't, I don't think it's that I enjoy it. I really don't. I really think it's just like that's a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pathway that's just like, that's where it goes. And if I don't, I, I have to find a new path. I have to like redirect my thoughts in a different direction. Um, yeah. In order to not like <laughs> spiral out of control to like, my life is ruined, you know, <laughs> or like whatever. Cause like, that's just like, I think an anxious sort of way of thinking. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I think that was modeled for me by other people in my life, you know, like that, if you know you looked at the way like my parents dealt with those kinds of issues like the you know the way that they avoided dealing with with financial issues or the way that they would get stressed out and spiral and freak out and it's like we always figured it out we always got by like it, we always managed so it was never that bad and and honestly like my my mom's in a much better like position than she ever was when i was a kid but like, you know, for me, it's just like, that's the kind of the natural way of thinking about it is just to like, be like, oh my God, this and this, and oh no, this and that, and oh, everything's fucked. I'm never going to get out of this hole. But it's like that, that doesn't help you get out of the hole. You know, like yeah. thinking like hopelessly is not going to help you like take the steps you need to take to get out of it. And it's, it is about redirecting it. I, I just think it's hard. Like, it's just not. It's something you have to work at and it takes time to like rewire your brain. Do you think there's a sentimental aspect to that? Um, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like a comfort um, in a weird way? I think there's a certain, there's a part of me that is, is comfortable and, and chaos and doesn't know how to just like be okay and like, even, like you, you know, even when I've really had, like, want to change? um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> what? I mean, Why such a hesitation? Well, because like there, there's always like, there's something I think that like, like is kind of unknown or scary about having just like everything be okay and being stable and being like, Gucci like I don't really that's not Wait, hold on a second what did you just say <laughs> like if everything's Gucci if everything's good right <laughs> like there's something about that that's like kind of scary and unknown to me like I think that Why? I, I am more comfortable in sort of like a state of just because like if it depends on how you grow up right like it depends on like what you know like if you didn't grow up in stability, stability, instability feels more 
normal, you know, like if your parents fight all the time, like you think it's normal to like fight with your partner all the time. It's not, it's not that you want it to be that way. It's just like, that's what you know. And that's what was normalized for you. And so breaking out of that, it, it does feel sort of unnatural. Like it feels like you, you like, you don't want to believe it's true. I think it's, it's not that I don't want, it's not that I want it to stay that way. It's just that like, I don't, I don't know that I totally believe that it's possible to like break out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just like a lack of like belief in what's possible. That makes sense. And you know, it's like, there's a difference between like wanting it and feeling like, feeling like, well, this is just how it is, you know, like this is just the way that it is. And it's not going to get. Did you ever think of like like doing something where like, say every hour on the hour, just like kind of regroup yourself and like just check in with how you're feeling and like focus on gratitude yeah i think i should have more of a like um intentional like check-in um yeah yeah i I don't know i think think lately i've been kind of down and just like probably just trying not to think that much about anything really um but i probably should pay more attention to like because it does it it fluctuates like you know i'll have a i'll have a great day and i'll feel like i accomplished a lot or or whatever and then like for some reason the next day i feel like everything's shit again and i'm just like in a bad mood and i'm like grumpy and irritable and like know i think i i think i definitely yeah. like believe my feelings like if i'm if i'm in a bad mood like i allow that to be the case and i just kind of like i don't but if you think about it like you decide your thoughts you no know? mm. like you can decide your thoughts right I you can see. yes but so. i think most of the time people's brains just like run on autopilot and just sort of like like i have a very intense internal dialogue like my brain is constantly just like chattering and yeah. it's it's a, it's not totally conscious like yeah. i'll just be doing like, what about like praying that's that's helpful yeah if i stop to like pray like that's that's something that definitely like helps. i notice like if i pr- like a lot of times i like when i'm driving mhm like, if I'm driving, I'll kind of, like, talk, like, a prayer out in a sense, or I'll just say, like, you know, like, just trying to be in that space of, like, focusing on, like, the beauty of life and that. Mm-hmm. It really, like, if I hold that space for, like, say, 15 minutes, my drive is, like, a half an hour to 45 minutes, the rest of the drive, it's, like, my brain kind of, like, slows down. Right. Yeah, exactly. And... And I think that's totally true. I do the same thing when I'm driving. I like, especially if I'm on like a, like a long drive, like a trip somewhere, like I'll tend to get like, I get like weird, like intrusive visions of like crazy car accidents or like, just like, I'll get very anxious sometimes. (laughs) I I know this is, this is how my brain works though. Like I get like, I'll get like weird, like fears come up. And I'm not sure, like, what that's about exactly, but it always is something that, like, I'm, like, well, I have to keep driving and, like, regardless of what, like, that's when I'll, like, pray and it'll, like, then I can regroup and, like, go about <laughs> go about my drive, like, peacefully. But, like, 
it, it I feel like I don't know it, it, there's something subconscious going on where like I get these like just like random like kind of like not even like not based on any reality or anything it'll just be like the scary vision of like I don't know some terrible car accident or whatever and it's like in order to calm myself down I have to like pray about it right and like that's always been the thing that kind of like helps me um like gives me like a fresh like blank slate to like start over and start thinking differently but I I don't know that it's totally conscious that those things like come into my mind you know it's not like purposeful it's just like some people just have some people are just more anxious than others or some people are just yeah. more like uh like fear the worst or you know you know I'm not like the most anxious person but I definitely have like a, a fairly high level of anxiety like just temperamentally yeah and I think it it's like connected to other things I think like yeah I don't know. Whatever mm. my mental health issues, they all kind of like work together, and, <laughs> and and it's like a it is like you do have to constantly like check in. I'm not like complaining because I think a lot of people like I think a lot of people have brains like I do, where it's just like a constant like just like nonsense thoughts just coming out of nowhere, yeah. and a lot of times they're negative and they're nasty. Why don't would you ever just like try to say them and like or write them out and just like re- like let it run? You know, almost like automatic writing and just let it flow out. Maybe there's a re- reason. Maybe it, needs, maybe it needs to be expressed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could be like the next Theo Vaughn and just like kind of. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could a... just like let my brain just like spew whatever. Yeah. But, but there's so a reason funny. for it's coming up. Yeah. But maybe like, I don't know. Maybe people will find your inner dialogue funny. I don't know. Uh, just I don't know. Write I don't it think out. it's that funny. I think it's more like. It's probably more mundane and boring, honestly. Yeah, but there's something there. Like, why are you You're right. That's back? a good point. Like, maybe I should, like, write it all out one day and just, like, see what the pattern is. One I day? Mean, do it today. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I don't Yeah, know. but get it out. Like, maybe there's something, like. There might know, be an answer in there that I've just, like, missed because I'm just, like, so used to it that it's, like. Yeah, but it's, like, the energetics of it. It's, like, there's something within you that wants to come out and you're just, like, holding it in. I just keep fucking going over and over it every day. <laughs> it is. It, I, don't, I think that's a, yeah. I've never really yeah, thought about look- it like that because to me it's just, like, it, like again, it's just kind of normal. Yeah, but you, weird. like, want to write and stuff and there's, like, this dialogue talking to you. And you're not expressing it. Yeah, what? no. Interesting. That's crazy. I'm not, I've really never, well, I just have never thought about it like that. Like, I've never thought it, I just have thought it's like, this is how my brain is every day. And like, that's what it is. And it's just nonsense, you know? Like, maybe, maybe that's offense. Maybe my inner dialogue is like offended that I think it's nonsense, you know? Like, it's like trying to tell me something and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, because that's probably. Yeah, but you got to realize, like, that's probably, like, your higher self, like, your higher aspect. Like, it's I don't your... know. I don't know if my higher yeah, self. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, the unfiltered version of you. It's, like, the real you. Okay. You know? Like, I think right now it feels like you're, like, in a transition and there's, like, this person that you think you should be. And then there's, like, an aspect that is you. And I feel like the aspect that's really you is trying to come out. 
but the filter version is either scared or unsure of it. And it's like, this is exactly how it's trying to come out. And it's giving you a way to come out. Just write and just see what comes up and just write and write and write. And I bet you will feel like you lost a hundred pounds just from like the weight that's within you. I don't know why this hasn't occurred to me. Like, I mean, I've definitely journaled like throughout my life or whatever. And, but I don't really do it lately because I always kind of just feel like maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I haven't really done it lately. That's interesting. I don't know why I haven't thought of that. Like, it's so simple and it is something that like has always kind of helped, but it just hasn't really occurred to me because I feel like, oh, nothing's really going on. Like everything's kind of, I have, I have been feeling like every day is kind of the same. And I feel like I have like the same conversations with people and the same like fucking like, but maybe it's not like, maybe there's, maybe the reason I feel like that is because there's something in there that I'm just not seeing, you know? Like that, yeah. I, that needs to like be expressed or come out, and I'm not like letting it. I just haven't. Just hasn't occurred to me. Yeah. It's weird though, because like, in the past when I've felt plagued by like overwhelming thoughts, like yeah, I do write them down. Like that, yeah. That you, yeah. Huh. I don't know. Sometimes you just like. Sometimes you just need someone else to, to like fucking point it out to you, and you just like you're like, oh wow, fuck, like that's actually a really simple solution to something that <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm not like mind blown, but I'm kind of just like, duh, Ruby, like, <laughs> yeah. duh, like write, write it down, like get it out. Stop carrying around like a bunch of like thoughts that aren't, that you don't know what to do it with. Like it's always, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Whenever like I write down my dreams, I always like find something in them that if I that I probably wouldn't have like I I see some sort of message in there that like I wouldn't have seen if I had like written it out, you know? Sort of like yeah. that. Good point. I'll take I'll take your advice. I'll do that. All right. I'll let you I know, how it know goes. what happens. I will. Okay, do All you want right. to wrap? Yeah. Uh spiritual graffiti pod on yeah. Instagram. Blue Collar Spirituals on Instagram and TikTok. Ruby Marvel on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, like, share, comment. Do whatever you can. Help us grow. All right. See All you right. Later. Take care. Peace. Bye.